Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechus Shabbos, Parag Zion, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And today's Mishnah is being learned: Leilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah Bas, Yaakov, Meisha, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Beschos Rachel Bas Varagito and Daniel Yezbar and Spire Rachel. They should be benched with Zerushal Kayama Bekar of Mamish. Now this Mishnah is very central to the Masechta. Why is that? Because it lists all of the Avos Melachos. All the general categories of malacha are on Shabbos. And we know that they're called general categories, avais malachas, because they have toldais, they have subcategories of malacha that are similar to the av, they're similar to the main category. Now, as we learned in the introduction to the Masechta, that the Gemara teaches that these are all malachas that were necessary in the building of the Mishkan. And the first 11 are called Isidura de Pas, the malachas performed in the bread-making process. Now, although bread wasn't made in the building of the Mishkan, these malachas were necessary to produce the different dyes used for the various cloths that were part of the Mishkan. So Mishnah Beis tells us, Avis Melachas are Baim Chaser Achas, the Avis Melachas are 40 minus 1. How much is 40 minus 1? 39. So we have 39 Avis Melachas. Number 1, Hazereya, planting. Included in planting is planting seeds or planting young trees, watering a plant or bush that's planted already. That's all called Zireya, planting. Vachayrish, implowing the ground. Included in plowing the ground would be filling holes or smoothing bumps. Vachayitzer, harvesting. Included in harvesting is plucking an apple off the tree. That might not be a major harvest, but harvesting includes detaching something from the ground. The Hama'amer and gathering all this together. Hadash, threshing. Included in threshing is squeezing juice, milking a cow, similar things to that. The Hazaira and winnowing. This is throwing up the big pile of grain into the air, and then the wind blows the chaff away, and then the heavy grain kernels fall down. That's an easy way to make sure that you're getting the good stuff and leaving the bad stuff. Habayrer, selecting or sorting. Hatoichen, grinding, vehamirakeid, sifting, vehalash, and kneading, vehaifa, and baking. Now, the next grouping of malachas has to do with making cloth. There was a lot of cloth made in the Mishkan for the Big Day Kahuna and for the covers on the top of the Mishkan. So, this is the whole process for cloth making. Hagaizes et satsemer, shearing wool off of the sheep. That would include cutting hair, whitening or washing the wool, vehamenapzai, combing the wool, detangling it from all of its tangles, v'atsayva, and dyeing it, giving it a color, v'hatayva, spinning, that means twisting it into thread. Now the next three things have to do with the actual weaving process, and we have to try to understand a little bit of how they used to weave back in the day in order to understand these next three malachas. Now if you have a picture, Definitely look at the picture, because as we always say, a picture is worth a thousand words. Now, if you don't have a picture, or even if you do have a picture, we're going to try to describe it in less than a thousand words. So a loom is the device used for weaving cloth. And how did it look? So it had two rows of thread, one higher, the other lower. If you want to try to imagine this, take the base of your palms, place them together with your hands open a bit, and the fingers spread out. So if you did this properly, it should be in the shape of the letter V. Now your fingers are what's called the warp threads, W-A-R-P threads. Now imagine another thread is passed in between your open palms, and then you close your hands interlocking your fingers to form an X. And then that thread is passed through again, and then you open your palms again into a V, and then the threads pass through again, and then you close it, forming an X, and then pass the thread through again, open it, and keep on doing this back and forth. So slowly but surely, this thread, which keeps on getting passed through, in and out, in and out, it will begin to form a piece of cloth. Now this thread that's being woven in and out is called the weft thread, W-E-F-T. Another perhaps simpler way to picture this is to take one of your tzitzit strings and weave it in and out of your fingers. And you're going to see how everything starts forming into some sort of cloth on your hand. So now that we have this picture in mind, the Mishnah tells us, 
warping. That means setting up the warp threads. One that sets two heddles. This is a way of setting the threads so it's easier to weave. And one that weaves two threads with the weft thread. And another thing that has to do with this, one that removes two threads if the threads are too tightly packed together. The Meshach continues, one that ties or unties. Now what would they tie and untie? So they are nets to catch the chilazon, which is a snail that lives on the bed of the ocean and it was used to make tcheles, the blue dye. So sometimes they would tie nets together, sometimes they would untie them, and one that sews two stitches. Now the two stitches of the Mishnah is the needle going through the cloth one way and then coming out through the cloth the other way. One that tears in order to sew two stitches. This is to fix it if there's a hole there. One that traps a deer. Shechting it. And skinning it. That means taking off its hide. And salting the hide. And tanning the hide. And smoothing the hide. And cutting it into the precise shape that you need it. The Mishnah continues. One that writes two letters. What would they write two letters for in the Mishkan? So you know how you have your sukkah boards and you need to label them? This one goes next to that one. So you write an aleph on one and a bays on the other. So that's what they did to the boards of the Mishkan. Every time they wanted to put it back together because they had dismantled it for traveling, they need to know which beam goes next to the next one. So they had a letter here and a letter there. One that erases in order to write two letters. Building and destroying. Extinguishing a fire and lighting a fire. Giving a final blow of the hammer to finish something off. And lastly, one that transfers from one Roshos to another Roshos, Roshos Yachet, Roshos Rabim, or vice versa. The Mishkan includes, repeating itself, These are the Avis Malachas, 40 minus 1, which as we already said, is 39. Now moving on to Mishnah Gimel. From here, all the way until Parak Yud Aleph, we're going to be discussing Haitzah, transferring from one Roshos to another. And in particular, what the shear of Isra of Haitzah is. Now, as we're going to see in the Mishnah, one is only chai for being mighty something which is chashuv. The item has to be considered a normal item for people to keep, for people to store, and then a person is going to be chai for being mighty it. Now, we're also going to learn that not only does the item have to be something chashuv, the Isra of Haitzah also has to be done with an amount which is normal to be mighty. So, Mishnah Gimel tells us, Ba'id klal acher amru, they said another klal, kala kasher lahatsniya, anything which is normal to store, umatsniyan kamayu, and people store this amount of the item, and a person took that out on Shabbos, he's chayvachatas for that. That's obviously if he did a b'shaygeg. If it's not normal to store this item, and the amount of the item is not a normal amount to have, and he took that out on Shabbos, he's not chayv for doing that, except for the person that stored this item. So if you have an item where it's not normal to store it, but this person decides that it's normal, he thinks it's chashiv, he thinks it's important, and he takes that out on Shabbos, so he would be chayv for it, but not if someone else took out that item. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Dalit, and Perk Ches Mishnah Aleph, continue to talk about many different items and many different things that a person will or won't be chayv for taking out on Shabbos, and how much of it they would have to take out to be chayv. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.